I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Welcome to Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my good buddy Chief John Salka, and you know we've been uh, we've been doing we've been doing some 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 great shows. I mean, we've just been having some fun. I mean, this is John. This just started like we said before. Is just you and I sitting back and having our conversation. We do in our hotel rooms and on the road and on the phone, and we we finally just said we we just we got to start recording these. You know, just 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 to talk shop, and uh, it's been a lot of fun so far, hasn't it? Absolutely, and uh, and and of course. You know, before we do a show, sometimes we, we review the old shows and look back at what the topics have been, and there have been a, a great variety of topics on on all sorts of different tactics and abilities and skills that we all practice and maybe don't practice uh, in the fire service. Uh, t- tonight we have uh, an interesting topic. It's a forceful entry topic, but it's not forceful entry with the axe and the uh, halion, not forceful entry with the irons, but rather uh, through the lock. Through the lock force well, entry, and, which is and that's one of those things you talked about before, um, one of those uh, lost art things. You know that it's like we've talked. Remember we talked. We said, you know, when when the rabbit tool came around, when the hydraulic tool came around, all of a sudden, you know, guys, you know, were starting to forget how to use the halogen because it got so easy to use that. And sometimes technology, like with extrication, we everybody got rid of the porta powers. Oh, we don't need little porta powers anymore. The little, you know, the little wedges. And then you get that extrication job where you need something down below where you can't get the jaws or a cut you know, it's just something you got it just enough to give a little purchase point little you know, you know whatever and it and, and just what you're saying the through the lock the k tool you know we mentioned the k tool once before but we didn't really get into it that much right and and you know we get a lot of people in class that you know well we get talking about fourth century you know and, and tactics strategy so on and so forth that i think i don't think enough officers are are i'll just say it i don't think enough of are good at it or understand it, and I don't think enough of our young firefighters truly understand the concept behind the through the K tool through the lock, John. And, and you're right, and you're right. And, and I don't want any of our listeners to think that it's just the K tool because the t- the t- the title of this uh, is through the lock. Right. K K tool is just one of the tools, and I, and I and I also agree with what you just said. A lot of young firefighters are not familiar with it because they're not trained on it. They haven't been exposed to it, and I think I think they haven't been exposed because a lot. A lot of senior officers and officers that are already in rank for a while are not that familiar with it or that skilled with it. So it's something that they sort of shy away from a little bit. You see, the thing about through the lock force entry is it's a little bit more technical. There's a little bit more finesse. There's only really a couple of tools that work, and we're going to talk about all of them. And if you choose not to do through the lock, you can still whip out the axe and the halogen and bust your way through the door. So a lot of places simply just revert to that. They just revert to breaking the door down to, to doing conventional forceful entry. And, and that's fine, except that through the lock forceful entry is designed for certain types of situations. You're not, you're not, less damage. Up to a, 
or working fire no, trying to get less the cable. Yeah. Right. We're talking about water leaks and gas leaks. There may be a minor smoke condition in a store or even in a home where you say, hold on, guys, before we force this guy's door and bust the whole door down, let's open up. Let, let, let's go through the lock. Okay. So let's talk about for, a couple of ways. Well, for that. something that could have been, you see a little bit of haze of smoke and it could have been nothing but a belt burnt up an air conditioner. Oh, absolutely. And or or food you, on the stove somewhere. And right. now you bust a two, you know, $2,000 door system on a commercial building or whatever. But you just said something, like I said, it goes back to, you know, not knowing, not knowing your tools, not knowing your weapons. And, and, and before I think we can even go, get going, John, with that, I think we need to address just one point here. And that is in order to, we've said this before, I know you and I, when we, when we teach fourth century, I know I was for a long time is I always tried to attempt to teach the, the student, the, the firefighter to identify the weak link of what you, and you, and you can't do that unless you know building construction and how things are put together. So before you can even get started with things, you got to understand how that door is put together, the different locking assemblies and things, what will work, what won't work, when you can do it, when you can't do it, and so on and so forth. So I think that's something that we, we need to brush up on again, you know, out in the field is going out and walking your commercial streets and looking at the locks and looking at the doors and look, going to back front and going, okay, guys, we pulled up this strip mall or that downtown business and we had we water run out, you can see water in the stairs and a the floor, there's a head or whatever, and you're like, okay, again, don't want to bust up their door and smash up a, you know, I mean, let's not do any more damage. Unnecessarily. Yeah. So, so what, what, you know, what, what, and it's, and, and Knox boxes, you know, are great, but Cali, so many times the keys have been updated or by the time you, you know, and just, just being able to, like you said, the, the through the lock method, a, a, another lost art. And when you said before about some of the officers may not be in tune with some of the firefighters, it, and, and I think before we get too far down the road with too many people that don't want to do it, we need to talk about it. Like we're doing right. tonight. Catch up a little bit. Yeah. Do a little, little catch up on, on through the lock force entry. Um, obviously, there's a couple of tools that you need. And, and we talk about the K tool, and we'll talk about that more in a minute. And you talk about the A tool, which is, which is the end of a, of a, of a normally a handheld tool that the end has been modified. So instead of having an ads, it has a little bit of an A shape to it so you can pull a cylinder. Well, and then in fire hooks, you know, we're a big fan of fire hooks. Right. We, they're not right. one of our sponsors. We love them. I love their tools. We buy their stuff. But like I used to call it the officer's tool. I, I think it's the super, not the pro bar, which is the Halligan, the right. super pro bar has the ads in already cut. Like It is generally tool. the officer size tool. It's not the yeah. full size Halligan. Right, right. Although I have seen people cut an A into the ads of a full size Halligan as well. But, but let, let's just stick with the K tool, in, in, which we'll describe more. Uh, the A tool, which is the end of a handheld tool. And you can even use a vice grips for, yes. for, for certain types of cylinders. So, if you could grab them. Exactly. Yeah. So we're looking at uh, through the lock force entry is generally for locks that have an exposed cylinder, which would be a round cylinder on the, on the face of the door. Even if there's two or three of them, if you're pretty sharp at it, you can, you can probably pull all three cylinders and, and, and get the right combination of tools unlocked, of, of locks unlocked with the tools. And you can probably get into the place. Often, places just have one or two locks on. And this is not just, as you mentioned, commercial stuff, although it's often used in commercial storefronts and things of that nature. It also can be used on residential doors, on, on homes that are secured pretty nicely with nice, nice, you know, heavy locks on a heavy wooden door. You can still use the K tool. So the, the idea with the K tool or the A tool or the vice grips, or in general, through the lock, is to pull the cylinder out. And the cylinder is generally that round, brass colored, uh, uh, lock cylinder, the face of it, which you'll see on the outside of the door, that you stick your key into when you when you own the key. Right, the and and the thing about the K tool is, you've said this before, we've done classes. If you look at the back side of it, it the way it's designed, cut, it looks like a K. Right, and and then if you look at that that upside down V or whatever is the edge tool, 
what we're trying to do right is we're trying to we're trying to slip down behind that that, that little crevice that little seam or behind that plate if they've right, got that, those, that little rim or the plate the little right. rim or the plate but both both tools are designed to cut with the like there's almost a blade a sharpness to the case. Right. So as you bang the tool down on the top of the round cylinder, it's going to bite the edges of yeah. that A or that K tool are going to bite into it. And once you get it far enough down, well, the A tool is already connected to a handle, so you can pry that upward and pull the cylinder out, uh, the A tool rather. And the K tool is a separate tool, but it's got a little pocket built into it that once you bang it down onto a cylinder and it's securely fastened or, or taking a bite into the cylinder, then it's got that little, that little pocket. And then you can put your, your ads of your halogen into it, and it's much, much yeah. longer, and it gives you great leverage. And again, you can pull the cylinder out. And, and what both of those tools will do is they will pull the cylinder out by ripping it through the very fine threads that it has. It, it could thread it in there by the guy that installed the lock. He put the lock inside the edge of the door, and then he threaded that cylinder in until it was straight up and down with the keyway, and then he set the set screw, and then the door is ready to go. Well, what we're doing is we're just sort of ripping that fine thread right out. We're ripping the cylinder out. It comes out. And, of course, what do you do once you pull the cylinder out? By any tool or method is you look at the back of the cylinder, and it's going to generally have three different designs. It's either going to have a 15, 30-second-square piece of steel sticking out of it, or it's going to have a flat piece of steel, almost like a screwdriver, or it's going to have a, an angled piece of uh, lever down with nothing sticking off the back of the cylinder at all. And that, that's, that sort of hinges back and forth. When you look at those three ends or those three backs of the cylinder, that gives you the, the solution or the answer to what key tool do I use. And almost all key tools come with a set of key tools, which is those same three shapes. When I, I had them, when I, when I was covered in the rescues, I went to Rescue 5, and one of the guys there had made sets of them. He made them himself. He made three key tools. He put them on a key ring and had a little snap hook on them. And I had them snap to the top coat button on my turnout coat for like five years. Well, and some that. of the leather cases that the K-Tool has. Have the K-Tool with it. has a pocket exactly. with the tools right inside of it. Right. So, and it's got the straight blade and the bent blade on one tool, and then it's got the 15, 30 seconds as a separate little tool. And once you pull that cylinder out and you look at the back of it, you see what tool is required? I always pocketed this cylinder because I always wanted to bring it back to the firehouse and talk to the guys about it and make a drill And you're it. still doing minimal, even when you said rip out past those fine threads. Right. A lot, it gives a ton of less damage than you would by just smashing or busting up the door, bending it. Absolutely, it's it's almost no damage. As a matter of fact, one of the benefits of through the lot forceful entry is if you break into a hardware store or maybe not a diamond store or a jewelry store, but theoretically you could get in. When we'll finish finish telling you how to get in in a moment, but you could get in, do what you got to do, turn the water off, fix the problem, close the door. You can actually thread that cylinder back in most times, snug it up and tighten it up. It may not even work exactly properly when the home, when the store owner gets back in the next morning, but you can make some phone calls and notify the police or even leave a note. Fire department operator here, you know, call call for information. So that's the great thing about it. You can almost do zero, almost zero damage, and at the very worst, the a locksmith may have to come and replace it. And you can re-secure the door and you know and leave it leave it all you know locked up. And like you say, the locksmith, the professionals come. They can re-tap it. They can do what they got to do. Put a whole new cylinder. Whatever they got to do. The cost of a cylinder and a little bit of labor. So I want to finish though the the, the job. Okay. So now we pull the cylinders out. We're looking at the back, and let's say it's got the 15, 30 second square key. So now you know you you got to you have to use your corresponding 15, 30 seconds square. Matching, key. matching, matching right. tool. You match to it the... right off the back of the cylinder. It's the same size. It's identical. You simply put your flashlight in the hole. Now that is a big brown hole, maybe as big as a half dollar, right? You, you put your flashlight in the hole and you look in and inside there, sure enough, you're going to see a square hole 
or you're going to see a slotted hole, all right, or you're not going to see either one of them if you see that little pivotal thing. And either way, you put the right tool in, insert it, and when you turn that tool, you're going to hear the click like you had the key in your hand, and that door is going to open, or at least that lock is going to unlock. You may have to then go down to that shoulder below it and pull it and unlock right. it, and, and you're going to get in unless they have a, a manual slide bolt on the inside or something like that. Right, and, and again, you know, if we've got if we've got fire visible, we've got something. You know, I mean, there's that's like the guys. You know, look, if unless you had an Xbox key in your hand, we need to get in here now and we need to get after the fire. But we're talking, like I said, a head. You know, that's went off. You got water, water leak. You have, you know, whatever. You, you've got to get in. You had that haze of smoke, which I'll go back to. Like I said, there's a, there's there's a hundred things that could have created a little bit of haze. That's a nothing. It's a nothing. Cold smoke, smolder, little rag in a trash can, a belt on an air conditioner, whatever it is, a fan, whatever. And, and again, being able to, not, I mean, you know, and I just look at these frames sometimes, John, of some of the, the inexperienced. I mean, they're all good, good, good firefighters and good officers. But you see the whole door, though, they they go to work with their halogen, and not only do they bend the door, they bend the frame. Now we're doing. Not only do we just foobar the door. We did the frame itself, and everything's all messed up. Instead of taking, you know, it's like primitive Pete. Remember, remember the old shop classes back in high school, back, back a long time ago when they had shop classes. There, they show you the video of primitive Pete, the guy that would use his fist. He would instead of a hammer, he would use the other end of a screwdriver as that. And it was like, here's primitive Pete, the caveman, trying to get. Well, instead of being primitive Pete, use your head. We've said before, try before you pry when it comes to you know kicking or or or, or taking a door. Same thing. Uh, let's look at the least invasive way, if we can, to do as little damage as possible. Right. So we don't look like jackasses when they go. So there was nothing. It was. It was this. And look at my door. There's right. there's more damage now than there was if you hadn't come. Yeah, if you hadn't <clears> come. So yeah, and, and that's interesting because there's two other points I want to make. The first one is, and 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 although we've already made the point, and this and this is largely true, uh, for most of the time, it's for non non gigantic situations it's for it's for very minor fire situation but simply a small condition where you're going in to investigate or a water or maybe even a minor gas leak however i can tell you when i was an 18 truck many years ago in, in, in the lower east side of manhattan i remember going to a second alarm on division street right near the manhattan bridge a good fire in a commercial building and it was going you know one floor was going and another floor was going and they sent us up to Four Century from the adjacent building, which was interconnected. And there was a group of about five firefighters crowded around this concrete brick reinforced wall with a big steel door with the big bolts in it, a big heavy steel door with gigantic hinges and big plates over the locks. And, and they were trying to do it conventionally. And they, and they would still be there right now, 40 years later, trying to force <laughs> that door. That's how bad it was. And I remember as a lieutenant in Squad 1, FDNY Lieutenant Squad 1, and I did it in an 18 truck as well. I said, oh, hold it, guys. I reached in my pocket, and I pulled out the K-tool. I said, try this. Anyone know how to use this, the K-tool? Yeah, I got it, Luke. And a guy grabbed it and put it on the cylinder and banged it down, and they pulled that cylinder out. I'm telling you, they swung that door open, and it was a good fire going in there, and they swung that door open in under a minute from when I handed them the K-tool, you know, so which brings up another really important point. Obviously, as we mentioned before, a lot of officers' tools, a couple of different variations of officers, but usually not full-size halogens, but officers' tools have that A tool. So that's immediately available because the officers are carrying those. The K tool itself is usually where on most apparatus, in the leather pouch, in the glove compartment, or on, the dashboard. on the dashboard, or under the seat. And I tell guys all the time, if you don't 
get off the rig with that in your hand or in your pocket, you are not coming back to get it. Nobody's coming back to get it. Now, obviously, if you go there and it's a minor small condition, Billy, run back to the rig and get the K-tool off the dashboard, and one of your guys may run out if it's not that far. If you're up on the sixth floor trying to get into a commercial occupancy, if you're down the block and it's, you know, difficult to get to or a long distance, that might not happen. I always carried the K-tool. Matter of fact, I took it out of the leather pouch because, as I mentioned earlier, I had the three key tools hanging on a key ring on my top button. So I sounded like Santa Claus walking around all the time. I were always jingling and wrangling. So all I had to do was just have the bare metal K-tool in my pocket, and I did, usually with a pair of gloves under it so it wouldn't wear the bottom of the pocket off. And I got to tell you, having that tool in my pocket made me use it a hundred times more yeah. than I would have if I had to go back to the rig. Could you imagine leaving your flashlight, your hand tool, and your K-tool all in the front seat and going in and saying, let's see what we need. Okay, let me go back and get it. Well, the chances of you going back to get it are very slim, and the same rule applies to the K-tool. So if you don't have an A-tool, or if you have an A-tool and you're not that familiar, and I'm here to tell you the A-tool doesn't work quite as well as the K-tool. It does work, but not quite as well. If you leave the K-tool on the rig, that's where it's going to be when it fires out. I literally wore out a K-tool when I was a squad one. I had that tool out of my pocket so many times, either dropping it or using it or banging it or prying it. One job, it fell off. As we pried the cylinder out, the cylinder and the K-tool were attached. They fell off the bottom of the halogen, and they struck the floor, and one of the blades of the K-tool popped off. Yeah. And I had to pick it up and bring it back to quarters and send it into the shops, into the tool room, and they, and they did send me a new one. It could have been repaired, probably. Probably one of the few times they ever had to repair it. That's right. What somebody, the hell happened here? Well, somebody at the tool room probably said, what the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? But, but the whole point is, a couple of lessons here. If you've got a K-tool, number one, pull it out, look at it, put it on a kitchen table. I would say put it on a kitchen table one night at dinner. When everybody's eating, put it out and put it on the middle of the floor. You know, the middle of the table. Don't even say anything. Don't even say anything. Say, who knows what this is? You know, well, let somebody bring it up. What's that? And I mentioned this. One of our good friends, Tommy Shavino, we talked about this in one of the shows before. We were talking about forceful entry. Tommy was the one that used to say, this is bears repeating. You know, don't ever, you, you drive by these buildings, they're tearing apart, wreck it, pull over, get out, say, look, can I have this door or this part of the locking assembly? He had a, he had a, a couple milk crates full of locks, John. And you could sit around the kitchen table and you could take the tools, the keys, and you could sweep. We're sitting, it's snowing or raining or it's crappy or he just go, come on, everybody sit at the kitchen table. And you and you, you look at everybody sitting around the table with their own locking and all different stuff. And it's like, you pass around, oh, no, give me that key. I need that key now. And and we're playing at it in a controlled situation. Sit at the table, good lighting yeah. conditions, no excitement. They get familiar with stuff that they're really not familiar with. Academies might not even cover that other than, okay, and here's the K toy, you can use it, go through the locking and, and then they move on. <clears throat> they don't talk about the conditions upon which you use it maybe the conditions upon which you wouldn't use it. But I don't like to be too restrictive on that because I think you can't even use it at a fire if the door is of such dimension and, and if it's so solidly built that you don't think you could get through it, but you can see the cylinder, right? One more thing I want to mention before we move on is what if you can't see the cylinder? What if the cylinder is there, but over the cylinder is a large rectangular metal plate with four bolts, one at each corner, and in the middle where the cylinder is behind the plate, it's just... The, the, the plate is pushed out a little bit, and there's a small hole, just, just small enough for you to stick your key through. Your key goes into the cylinder. Now, what is that? That's a shield, and that shield is there. Why? To prevent you from using the K-tool, to prevent burglars, to prevent right. robbers from coming in and, and either attaching a vice grip to that cylinder, and we haven't mentioned this yet, you can use the A-tool or the K-tool to break the cylinder out. Pull it out, 
but you can take a vice grips. And if, if the cylinder is protruding from the surface of the door just enough, the vice grips will snap on the cylinder and you can actually what? Spin it and turn it and break the set screw. And you can literally rotate that, that vice grip vice out grips. like 20 circles around, 20 rotations. You can literally unthread the cylinder, just like the locksmith threaded it in the day he put it in. And put it back in. You can literally put it back in there when you're done. The, the result is the same. You end up with the cylinder in your hand. You look at the back. Whatever it is is what you used to get in, but you didn't even have to use the K tool or the A tool because um, you, ha you had the vice grips. If you have the shield on it, you can't use any of those tools. What do you do then? Well, now you got to force. Now you got now you got to break and use the forceful entry tools, probably the adds, and shear off shear the bolts. bolts. How many of the bolts? Three of them. There's four bolts. You shear three of them. You can usually spin it down, rotate it down, and now there's your cylinder just waiting. Taking the adds with with your flathead axe or a, a maul or a sledge, and just taking that thing and driving it down and it just will like you would, cut the bolts if you've got like a, a mutton bar or you've got like a, a you know on the back side you can see those you can see the, the bolts on the outside and same thing like at the back back of a strip mall see those do the same thing with your halligan shear those off so you can push them out on the other side or, or right. take care of them right so and i made that i made i you know i, I said something before i kind of laughed myself now because i said you know you get that what i call the super pro bar the officer's tool had the a the, the upside down v and i'm like Dumbass, that's why it's called the A tool. But, but you know, the one thing, although you, it doesn't work as well, like you said, as the K tool, I don't think, but it works. You've already got the built-in leverage where, like, you know, with the Halligan, you have to slide it, to, you know, behind that little loop, put it down and push it. If you could get it to work, you know, if you could do that and you've got, you know, and sometimes just knowing and going and playing. And, again, it goes back to, John, I think the vacant buildings, the old buildings that are, are given up, the buildings are going to be wrecked, is getting in there and playing. Right. And just say, look, can we walk up? Just let me, guys, look, we have one door here. Let's go play with this. While they're over here disassembling this part of the building, let's go. As long as we're not in the way. Right. You know. Now, Mickey Conboy did it. Mickey's a great guy. Lieutenant Rescue yeah. 3. Good Former guy. Lieutenant Squad 41. Former, former Fireman and Rescue Love team. Mickey. Great guy. Mickey Conboy has built a couple of through-the-lock uh, forceful entry simulators. Something with a, with a platform at the bottom, a, a small piece of, you know, two by four or two by six standing up off of the platform and then cut through that two by six is three or four holes with locks mounted on the back cylinders in the front and you can sit there and take them out you know you would show how it was done you're not going to actually force each one and then you can see the different t-tools how they fit in there how you can t throw it in there in what direction you would turn it to to low, you know to op open some of the different rim locks rim locks are generally the ones that are built on the back of the door they're, they're on the surface of the door like i always tell guys like like in your grandma's house out in Queens or Brooklyn, when you go to visit grandma in the Bronx, that's that, that's that, you know, locking uh, device that's attached to the inside of the door. Rather than the one that's actually in the edge of the door, these are on, on the uh, backside of the door. But some of the locks that are in the edge of the door work as well. As long as you can see the cylinder, you can pull it. If you can see the cylinder and you pull it, you have a very good chance of being able to go through the lock. Which is about you know, knowing your tools. I mean, I'm, I know there's YouTube videos out there. If you do your searching, you know, you can probably find you know, some guys have done a play. There's lots of great videos to, to watch some of this stuff. So you can actually visually see it. And because and, not everybody has old locks to play with and old doors. And the first time you end up using it may be the real deal. Right. But but like you said, I, I love And I'll just I'll just just want to reiterate the whole thing. If you leave it on the dashboard or leave it in the glove compartment or under the seat, whatever, that's where it's going to be. It'll be 30 years old and never touched. And, and this goes back to when we talked like in the Cup Austria Academy, some of the other classes about 
those that don't organize the cab in the morning. The, you know, like the driver would, the company officer that just throws his gear on the floor or hangs their coat or her coat on the side. Or when you don't get up there, you fix your air pack straps, you check. Check the flashlight. The flashlight working? The fla stuff doesn't, yeah, exactly. Doesn't match you jump in your face. Okay, where are my keys? Where are my elevator keys? Where's this? Where's that? Where's this? Where's that? Blah, 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 blah. You've got, where's the K tool? And, you, you know, that's your office for the day. And you shouldn't be at 2 in the morning digging around looking for stuff. Right. Billy, is that on the dashboard or is it in the glove compartment? Exactly. Shame on you for not knowing that already as the officer. That's a and, great That's a great. Point. And let, let's go back before we finish up here. How hard is it to go to your downtown area, a commercial district, a strip mall, whatever, commercial built, whatever. Let's just talk that. Get out, park, and walk. Walk down the street and look at all. First of all, don't just look at locks. Look at the doors. Okay, wait a minute. This door, this door actually has a mailbox. Oh, this one is the one that goes upstairs. This is the one that gets to the offices upstairs. This one goes to this place, a business here, but this one actually gets me upstairs. And this one, this one, oh, look, this lock's different, right? It's like going to the back of the building. We talked about that before. Holy cow, there's like nine different occupancies for the front. It all looks like two. Well, now, I mean, you may have four or five different locking setups and three locks, one lock, two lock, whatever you go, you know. And if you, if you don't understand forcible entry, if you don't understand, just like we said, through the lock, you've t I think you've taken – <laughs> a key point here about forcible entry. I, I, you've, you've, again, it's like we've said this a bunch of times before. It's like showing up with one socket and one wrench instead right. of a whole socket set. And whole, I want to have all the tools. You know, when I was an eighteen truck, we used to go out when. So when? So when do you walk down the commercial street, the taxpayers, the strip malls, and look at all the lots? We go out at seven a.m. on Sunday morning. Seven a.m. on Sunday morning, we go down Orchard Street or all those other streets down there. Nobody's there yet. The stores aren't open yet. There's no traffic there. Yeah. There's no pedestrians. We park the rig. We walk down. We see 30 stores. We'd never see a person because it's early in the morning on a Saturday or a Sunday when nobody's around. And we actually bring the K-Tool and slide it on the door. We never actually bang it down. But you could put the K-Tool against the door and slide it down and just bring it down with enough force that it would touch the cylinder. You could let go of the K-Tool. You could see that if you banged it a little bit further in, how, how we'll be able to pry the door out. And then we say, well, what about this next one? Right? You know what? This one you might have to hit from the bottom. You might have to slide the K-Tool up and strike it from the bottom, in which case you might have to pry up or in the other direction with the halogen to get to get the uh, to get the cylinder pulled out of the door. You know? Then you say, well, what if there's a manual slide bolt? Well, if there's a manual slide bolt, that means probably somebody's in there. You, you, you can't do a manual slide bolt from outside the building, right? So those things are different. What if there's a little pane of glass? Well, you know what? We may decide to break a pane of glass and reach in and unlock the door without even messing with the cylinders. So there's... Again, as an officer, you gotta have you gotta get to know your doors. You know what? And force entry is a gigantic topic. It's a gigantic topic. It's not just enough to be covered in in in, in one class or in one training session. There's so many elements of forcible entry. You know, whether you use the glass, whether the door swings in, whether the door swings out, and but but through the lock is a is a largely ignored, I think under understudied. Uh, topic or, or tactic in the fire service that people should pay a little bit more attention to. One more tool, one more tool that makes us that much better at what we're doing, makes us that much more professional, you know, and I'm telling you, what a confidence builder. I, I, I mean, sometimes the, it's like when you force a door, you know, you're like, oh man, you know, I mean, when someone else is having problems with it, you come in there, you know, no, no, this way, this big boom, boom, and you go, yeah, all right, you know, same thing. You come confidence up, builder. Like you said, you walk up, guys, wait a second, boop, 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 you the K tool. And, 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 again, that's making sure you know your doors, know your tools. Take a look at the back of your K-tool. Take a look at those blades and make sure they're not all boogered up like spurred or whatever because you want it to bite. You want the right. blade 
to and if it's worn and getting dull and if or it's, it's got, damaged from previous yeah, use. Yeah, it's got gouges and things. That may hinder you getting a good bite. And those can be to. resharpened and, and re, exactly. you know, repaired. Yeah. What a great topic. Great one. Yeah, what a great absolutely. topic. There you, the lock. there you go, folks. Forceful entry through the lock. This is Rick Lasky along with my buddy John Salka. John, if they want to get a hold of you, best way, email, right? Correct. ChiefJohnSalka at gmail.com. And I'm ChiefLasky at gmail.com. We appreciate you tuning in again, uh, whether you listen to us on YouTube or on uh, iTunes. Uh, spread the word. Spread the word. We just, like I said, this is just us having fun, talking shop with you. Uh, we appreciate you joining uh, with us and listening in. Uh, we ask you with every one of our shows to please keep the men and women in armed forces and our brothers and sisters in law enforcement uh, in your thoughts and prayers. And with that, till we, we meet with you, we, we visit with you again, be safe, God bless you, and take care of each other.